Greetings and welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. I'm Foley. I'm Jay. And uh, today we'll be checking out episode 7 of season 2, Unnatural Selection. And you're in luck because it is a Pulaski episode. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> You lucky, lucky people. I kind of feel bad for you because we just got to watch it. God knows when the last time you watched this episode was. Hopefully it was right before you started listening so we're all in the same boat. Everyone should just picture the good doctor in their minds. (laughs) Visualize. Just, just, you know, maybe in a bikini. Mm. I was drinking water. (laughs) Why would you do that to me while I'm drinking water? Well, I, I said it specifically because you were. Spit tape. Um, Always hilarious, even on podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) There is a lot happening in this episode, by which I mean a lot of wrong happening in this episode. So much so that they had to cut Jordy's only romance. Yeah, apparently (laughs) one of the cut uh, sequences from this uh, episode was there was like this ridiculously beautiful woman aboard the Enterprise who everyone was comically getting all uh, klutzy around because they were so distracted (laughs) by her. And she and Jordy were supposed to have a romantic subplot. Ugh. But once again, Jordy is denied romance like, before it even happens. I like to imagine wow. that the uh, I like to imagine that the producers of the show do that almost every episode <laughs> with the and I shoot like a fake romance scene only to cut it. Oh man, poor Jordy. So yeah, that was that was something that was cut from this episode. Another thing to note that this episode won an Emmy Award for outstanding hairstyling in yes. the series. Yes. Now, presumably this is hairstyling and makeup, but it doesn't actually say that. So I'm just going to move forward with this on the assumption that this yep. episode just won for its magnificent hairstyling this episode. It's, it's for the hair. It's not clearly it's not for the makeup job they used to age all the people at the end of the episode to make them it look geriatric looking. No, it was clearly for Riker's hair. Oh, and gorgeous. Riker's hair is beautiful. Pulaski's hair is on point too in this yeah, one. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta give to hair it. is on point. Even that, even that guy at the end of the episode who's beaming data back and <laughs> he's got data's oh, hair yeah. exactly from the back. So you know the over the shoulder shot makes it look like data is beaming beaming data up. It's very weird. It's one of those things where like it's like in sports like the uh, the hairstylists are just so on fire like it's like you know at the end of some basketball game you're just heat checking like you know you don't even need to shoot this three pointer or whatever they're just like oh, I'm just gonna try it to see if it goes in and they just kept swishing him just go from further further back like yeah let's do this guy's hair up too why not the hair game was really on point which is no question I, the the only thing that was on point in this episode God the internal consistencies in the Star Trek universe yeah hey uh, kids do you like science because uh, don't <laughs> this watch this episode stuff. doesn't we're, we're we're gonna be discussing it tonight. So the, the episode starts with Picard in his ready room talking to Deanna about, about how much Pulaski's a bitch, yeah, basically. He's just like, listen. He's avoiding the issue, but yeah. it's I, we, we all know what he's what, saying. I'm dancing around it here, but what I'm getting at is, is it just me or is Pulaski a bitch? Come on. <laughs> no, he asked Troy because Pulaski's been on the ship for a little while now and I guess he wants someone else's opinion on how well she's fitting in. Because mm-hmm. he does not feel that she is. Which is totally fair because she's awful. Yeah, like she she seems to rub people the wrong way and it's, yeah. it's that she has... And she's terrible to Data all the time. Even in this episode when he's helping her. The whole time he's helping her. <laughs> well, so they get, a, uh, they get a distress call from the uh, USS Lantry. Yes. Which is the uh, first appearance in Next Gen 
of the Miranda class, made famous in Wrath of Khan as the Reliant. The model was uh, updated a bit. They uh, they dropped the roll bar off of the top and the uh, and the torpedo pod. But other, other than that, this is your standard Miranda class. And uh, also in reference to Wrath of Khan, they when they can't hail anyone on the ship once they get there, Picard uses a code to he uses the captain gain... secret cheat code. Yeah. yeah. To uh, take over the ship. Um, so they can peek in with their cameras. I, uh, I don't know about you, Jay, but I certainly was getting the feeling from Foley that he didn't like that. Well, first of all, it's a security flaw that was exposed in Wrath of Khan, and the Federation decided not to do anything about it for a hundred plus years. I guess and it's a Khan, security flaw that really Wrath worked Khan, in their favor. And in Wrath of Khan, all it can do is drop the shields of the other ship, not give them full control. That was that was a new twist. Well, th- did it give them full control, or were they just able to look in on the ship? Because they, they were able to take control like, of everything. Well, what happens... If I may jump in here. Go, go ahead. It does technically give them control of the ship. However, it's easily overridden. So they could only... They needed to do one thing. You know, like drop the shields. You know, they, they wanted to... They needed to... Turn, act, they, they wanted to act fast, as it were. They needed to turn on the bridge's spy cam so they could see... <laughs> note that all the crew were dead. I'm talking about Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Because you were saying that in Wrath of Khan it could only do the shields. Yeah. Which is not technically true. In Wrath of Khan it could have done other things too. The shields are what they chose to focus on because they only had a limited window of opportunity. Maybe. I don't Maybe. think... Alright, okay. You've probably seen the movie more than I do. I'm pretty sure the line, exact line is they can use it to drop the shields. Yeah, but they don't say we can only use it to drop the shields. So right, the, the exact sign, ex- the exact line is, you have to learn why things work on a starship. You know, we are going to use our control panel to order Reliant to lower its shields. You know, each ship has its own combination code to prevent the enemy from doing what we're about to attempt. Uh, yeah. So my, my take on that would be that Kirk decided that they had a limited amount of time before their subterfuge would be discovered, so their most effective uh, use of that time would be to drop the shields and blow them up. Uh, maybe, maybe. That's my take. Anyways, um, or whatever. Here it's 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 fairly minor. Like they they just look and find that yeah. everyone's dead and really old. Yeah, it seems to, like I get it. Like that seems like a perfectly reasonable thing for Starfleet to have on their ships. Yeah, you know? I, I think it's fine just because of the way this universe has been set up. That it's fairly utopian as a future. Yeah. That but there's even, not a lot of conflict within the ranks. Even if Although, it weren't though, was like, it the I mean, previous season that had the the brain slugs? Oh yes. Yeah. You no, know, that, yes. that's. That, that is kind it's of very an issue there. Simple pa- backdoor passwords because you admin to anything are bad security policy. Yeah. That's all. Well, sure, sure. But, yeah. At any rate. Whatever. Moving on. We're, we're talking about a white hat future, though, so. <laughs> I know. It's true. <laughs> anyway. Presumably, yeah, because he gave his voice or whatever. Maybe they had, like, many, many ways to authenticate that it actually was a Starfleet. Yeah. Captain. Yeah. That but, makes sense, too. Yeah, well, whatever. It being a fairly minor issue, anyways. Yes. Um, so everyone on the Lantry got old and dead. It's a bridge full of dead old people people with immaculate hair. Yeah, and... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, those corpses had some fine hair. And uh, Riker lets us know that the captain of the Lantry is the same age as he is. Mm-hmm. Just so we know how old that... He's actually a young and, man. And not only or that, that, they were in perfect health Yes, when they were checked just two weeks before. Except for um, the first officer who had a mild case of the Felusian flu. Felusian flu. Which is just a rhinal thing. It's not even, it's not even a big deal. Yeah. So. 
It's a nose thing. Yeah. So the, so they look up in their records and they find that their last port of call was. It was only uh, eight weeks ago. Yeah. They're it's, a supply ship, so I guess yeah. they. Uh, yeah. And what what's what's the name of the planet that? Oh, uh, um, I don't they, remember the planet, were. but they were their last uh, Darwin Station. Darwin Station. That's what right. a great name! Oh, it's on Gagarin Four or Three yeah. or Yeah. yeah. It's it's a Gagarin. It's one of the Gagarins. That's yeah. right. So they backtrack to see if perhaps they passed on the infection there or contracted it. Yeah. And that's when we discover that everyone down there has is getting old. They've got all the same symptoms. And uh, Pula- Ex- Pulaski wants to know what's going on. And for some reason, this lady that they're talking to gets all uppity. Who am I talking to? It's like the, the people who have responded to you for age. Shut up and tell us what we want to know. Um, no, but then she pays her a compliment. Yeah, like, Pul- oh. Pulaski uh, identifies herself, and then we get... You oh, were, you're that Pulaski? That Pulaski. Oh, you're th- not the Catherine Pulaski. I've read that, all your romance novels. That <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that moment just made me want, like made my eyes want to roll out of my skull <laughs> and across the floor. Like that's such a fanfic moment, you know? It's like, oh, let's let's reveal this amazing detail about our uh, doctor that will make her the perfect person to handle this situation. Yeah, she's a published author on this in some scientific field that they yeah like are um, both um, interested in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it felt really forced to me. It's it's definitely kind of just a cheap shortcut, but I don't know. It didn't yeah. bother me particularly. It's just like, eh, whatever. Just yet another thing in this episode, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so basically this this uh, this Darwin station is involved in a genetic engineering project. A totally illegal genetic engineering project. Clearly, very, project. very illegal. Jump in, like, this is... Cl- it's been clearly established in Star Trek that the kind of genetic engineering that they are performing on this planet is outlawed by the Federation. Yeah, they're, they're basically creating Khan 2, which is Wait. interesting given all the parallels that we have with Wrath of Khan here. You guys don't like eugenics? Well, this isn't exactly <laughs> eugenics, but I mean, it's the same kind of idea. Like, isn't they're, it? Well, <laughs> they're well, literally I mean, eugenicists, right? Yeah, well, well eugenics is the oh, yeah, manipulation that's selective of... Breeding. Yeah, it's selective yeah. breeding, whereas these children uh, were actually created. Completely engineered. You know, created. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so they are created. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were not born. They were precisely. Not bred. Uh, but it, it's still the, the same end result is the attempt to create the perfect human. Yeah, and so they're, they're supermen super, super and superwomen, yeah, and they, they, they're got, telepathic mm-hmm. and telekinetic. And at uh, the age of 12, they appear to be full-grown. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, pretty weird. Um, apparently, uh, according to uh, Memory Alpha, the children were also supposed to be nude. Uh, however, well, that's because... Not right. That's not very PG. Yeah. However, <laughs> uh, because the set designs uh, of their isolation chamber was all uh, transparent uh, furniture, that idea was next. I, I kind of wish they'd done it and just done like silly Austin Powers gags to yeah. cover them up. <laughs> that would have livened yeah. up the episode you know, a little tricorder bit. Tricorder flipping open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. That would have been better. The people on the ground insist that the children are unaffected by this, so yeah, get, you get, gotta beam get, them up and yeah. save them. You know, we're gonna die. We're gonna die, and then they're gonna have no one to take care of them, so you gotta beam them up and save them. They're clearly so, not affected by it, so they're inexplicably, okay. Inexplicably, instead of trying to investigate and cure this 
horrible disease. We just give up on that instantly in favor of seeing if the children are safe so that we can get them to safety. That conceit is just totally inexcusable. It yeah. made no frigging sense. Yeah, it was awful because it's like, you, you know what? Those kids are going to be fine for the time being. Yeah. Let's, let's work on this. And then if we don't manage it and you all die, then we'll worry about getting the kids out of there. Yeah. And what it's the complete the opposite. Yeah. Complete opposite of the usual approach that yeah. Star Trek would take. It's like, oh, well, we're just going to give up on all these people. We'll, we'll just see yeah. what we can do while they're dying. Fucking they're old. They're, they're, they're going to die. It doesn't matter. So... Pulaski, which is the way I'm going to say her name from now on. I think that's how I've said her name every time she's been mentioned this Pulaski entire season. wants to uh, get these kids up here and Picard's all like, oh, I don't know, like, danger to the ship. You know, it seems like a really bad idea. He's like, oh, well, you know, I, I think the risk is minimal. He's like, yeah, well, minimal's not nothing. And We're also staring at a ship full of dead people over yeah, here. Yeah. You know. So Picard basically lays Something it down. He's we... like, listen, if you can guarantee me that there is no safety concerned for the ship, then I will do everything in my power to help you. Yeah, I, I just want to mention something we don't know how to cure and that we've already abandoned trying to cure mm-hmm. for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Picard leaves, but not before giving the doctor a little bit more sass. It's like, hey, listen, also it'd be great if you'd let me finish my sentences from time to time. And out the door. I thought it was a bit much that he walked out backwards, <laughs> giving her yeah. nail yeah. fingers as he went. <laughs> Moonwalking out. Yeah. <laughs> Double deuces. It was a bit on the nose, but stylish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Picard's got style, man. Yeah. The, uh, the faint uh, chords of Billie Jean in the background. <laughs> Smooth criminal, man. (laughs) So Pulaski goes to talk to Deanna in a mirror of the earlier scene with Picard and Deanna. Because she wants to know, like, listen, I am not communicating well with Picard because he's an asshole. And and Deanna very politically says, oh, well, you both have very strong personalities. Like she says, well-established. Yeah, well-established personalities. And yeah, and weirdly, Pulaski doesn't even respond to that. She just looks at her and then like turns and walks away. It's like, oh, no. I get it. No, no. Or she, she says thank you. She does say thank you. Did she? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she like, did. Huh. I missed that. Thank you. She she gets it and like, oh, right, She's I'm like, a bitch. Oh, <laughs> I, I hear what you're... Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I get it. Oh, wait, Picard's not the problem. It's me. I'm awful. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. It's just like my last ship. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she uh, she goes to the captain's ready room and asks, "Hey, yo, uh, what if I?" Uh... Well, no. First, she goes to Jordy. Oh, well, yeah. First, she's she, like, yeah. "Jordy, you gotta help me. This is what I need to do. I need a totally fail-safe environment." And Jordy's like, "Can't be done. Can't be done. Can't be done. Can't be done. Might be able to do it." <laughs> oh wait, wait, shuttle. Oh wait, shuttle. what about a shuttle craft? Listen, we're spending a lot of time on this. This isn't gonna eat into my. Uh, <laughs> into my romantic <laughs> subplot is it nah I'm probably worrying about nothing I'm really looking that. forward to that <laughs> oh man they wouldn't I'm, do I'm so overdue yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't cut that on, come on not big G Data's got some yeah but but not not, yeah. not Jordy come on come on uh <laughs> So, yeah, the obvious solution that's been staring them in the face the entire time. Yeah, you know, it's like... Let's... Well, two two obvious solutions. Yeah. The shuttle and Data. Oh, wait, yeah. we haven't even talked about the kid getting beamed up in the Spiralite and shit. Oh, yeah. that happened before all this. That's right, oh, right. Yeah. Sorry, dear listeners. Um, they, they basically beam up a living action figure inside the packaging. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's shag carpeted. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's great. Like there's It's this, got a back and everything. The, yeah. There's yeah. this uh, carpet that's cut around the plastic that's covering him. So the plastic is clearly coming up from underneath. 
underneath the carpet, and they cut the carpet to look like it's... You can see bits where it's a bit ragged. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's really bad. But the weird thing is that the medical bay uh, bed is carpeted anyways. Like, who decided... Some nice blue shag. Who decided in the future that carpet was the... uh, was the best way to cover medical beds. Like, that seems really unsanitary to me. Well, the, the whole enterprise is pretty heavily carpeted, even, like, the walls mm-hmm. and the... So plush. And the bridge. Well, yeah. as, as, you know, as they allude to in this episode, I guess, bacteria, you know, bacteria doesn't seem to be a concern because they've got biofilters, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, antibacterial vacuums. Be amazing. Yeah. So, at any rate, she's done all she can examining this kid through the styrolite. She wants to release him from the styrolite. <clears throat> oh, you mean and wake him up from stasis? Oh yeah, stasis. You gotta love stasis, right? Stasis is amazing. Is that actually what British people say? Maybe. Could be. I don't... Maybe. Maybe it's, it it's not a pronunciation I'm familiar with. Well, it is what Troy says, and it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, po- also... The, we, Pulaski says it too. <laughs> something else that we uh, did not note is uh, we get the first name appearance of Chief O'Brien. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. Chief and O'Brien. He's, he's promoted. Yeah. yeah he's he's is... got a promotion. He's got an assistant. And he's got a yellow uniform. And it's also the first episode in which he is credited as a guest star yeah. and not just in the end credits. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, Tom in the opening credits. Yeah, this is... Uh, uh, nice. O'Brien's big move. He's got a last name now. He's got a rank. You know, he's got he's that clunky. A... Yeah, he's got an assistant now. Yeah, yeah. We've barely seen him do any work himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. good, but good, good work. He, the man knows how to delegate, so he got promoted. Yeah, he did. That's right. So you know, it's it's good to see him. I, I've always found yeah. O'Brien rather amusing. I like O'Brien. I yeah, like O'Brien a lot. He gets in on their big meeting later too. When yeah, he does. What so to do. strange. Oh, but that was jumping ahead there. At any rate, she uh, armed with her new uh, obvious solution, which is the shuttle crash. Like, come on. Like, was anyone else not think Like, that... You both figured that out. You'd think like, that would come. Yeah. Exactly. Come up. Yeah, it's like, hey, shuttlecraft. Perfect. We can isolate that, right? Again, why are we wasting our time yeah. figuring out whether these guys are infectious or not? <laughs> yeah. How about come up with a solution? <sighs> yeah. So she goes to Picard, and she's like, listen, this is my plan. I can do this. Like, well, the risk to you... Just don't quote the rule book to me, old man. It's like, request approved. Listen, if you don't make... What? Request approved? It's like, well, you know, you're, you're only sacrificing yourself, so... You know, it's like... Yeah. Whatever! I <laughs> recognize that you are trying to fulfill my conditions, and I, unlike some people in this room, am not a terrible asshole. And so she orders Data <laughs> to... she's like, you'll pay for this, down. Picard! <laughs> Just, just for that, I'm going to take your droid with me and not ask you. She she orders uh, Data to fly her out with a uh, out into the shuttle with uh, with the kid, the creepy kid. Well, the, a, a the task kid gets a, beamed aboard. Well, see, a task yeah. that could have been completed by just someone remotely piloting the shuttle. Of course, the Data did not need to be there. Yeah, no, but yeah, whatever. Because you know, it, it wasn't already obvious enough that they left him out of the initial meeting because he's an obvious solution to go down to the planet because yeah, he can't fucking although, age. Yeah, although he so does. <laughs> uh, he does mention in the uh, in the shuttlecraft when she says like you're perfectly safe. He's like that's by no means certain, which is fair because they don't know the nature of this virus. Is it something that has to live inside a living host, or is it something that can attach itself yeah. to you know yeah, but inorganic it, material? It it could perhaps attach itself, but I mean he's by no, I mean he's definitely just pointing out her thoughtlessness on this front. But yeah. you got to think by no means like data would have been down for going down there. No oh, yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that it's not necessarily certain that. Data could go down there yeah. and then be retrieved without the possibility of infection. Yeah. He would be fine, but that doesn't mean that he wouldn't bring it back and spread it around. Uh, Indeed, but, you know, 
in a better episode, that's the sort of gamble they would make to try to mm-hmm. cure the disease yeah, instead of just not bothering with it at they all. Also yeah. just, it only requires two lines to cover. Yeah. They want to have this, you know... Especially since we, we later have a way of uh, filtering it out, as we will soon see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that really moots the entire episode in a really frustrating way. Yeah. So, she uh, she releases this kid from the styrolite. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives her weird, creepy sex offender eyes for a minute. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out like he's talking to her telepathically and they're having a jolly little time. But then, boom! She is infected. Pulaski is gonna die. Yeah, she she has an arthritic attack. Yeah, yeah. very serious this, one. Yeah. Upon watching this, yeah, like I, I always remembered that as being oh, that was the moment that she was infected. But no, that's the first. That's the moment that she first presented symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. She yeah. was infected as soon as he was out of styrolite. Yeah. But it took a while for the symptoms to show. Mm-hmm. But once they did show, they were extremely condensed because of the small, compact environment yeah, exactly. of the ship. Uh, yeah. So she and Data fly down to the planet because well, we're already infected so let's just go see what we can do down there see if we can uh, yeah. figure out what's going May on as well. more thoroughly and, yeah, just a bunch of old people yeah. bunch of old people and I was really really wishing that you know Abe Vigoda or Ed mm-hmm. Asner would just wander by in the background I was I was wishing for it it would have been beautiful maybe Colonel Potter from MASH yeah yeah Harry Sherman yeah yeah Alan Alda I guess <laughs> well, he was he was getting pretty old by then yeah Really more he now. Had the, the, he had the white air happening by that point. Yeah, I guess even early 80s he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyways, we could talk about Alan Alda <laughs> all day long, but we're not going to. Get Alan all day long. Uh, uh, um. God, I wish you people could be here to like, experience my wit in person. It's even better than it is over the internet. I, I, I promise you. Aren't you guys saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's important that you receive no high fives for that. <laughs> you guys are awful. That was that was great. All right, that was great. That was like when I brought up the boardroom because oh they were also bored God. in that room. Come on, oh, Jesus! Yeah, nice one. <laughs> I am a genius, and I am unappreciated in my time. Anyways, they start discussing some possible solutions because uh, yeah, well, basically she's like she, the children are the problem, and the ladies like it can't be the kids, can't be the kids. We created them to be perfect. Yeah, they're perfect in every way. I think that she even said that. Yeah, yeah, and like you know their their uh, immune system was our master yeah. stroke. Pelasi's like, tell me about this immune system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder where this is going to lead us. Yes, it's like you see, their immune system doesn't wait to wait to get infected. It actively seeks out infection and destroys it. I think maybe because we've been watching too many of those commercials but this made me think of that commercial for Lysol where they say other air fresheners just mask odors. Lysol actually cleans cleans the the air. air. Uh, uh, So you guys know uh, Foley and I have been watching a lot of really old commercials on a great YouTube channel called the 80s Commercials Vault. It's a pretty great channel. Yeah, We came came across a lot of Lysol commercials there. Also Grape Nuts. Yeah. Oh man, Grape Nuts are awful. Which we we, we don't recommend. We took the Grape Nuts challenge. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't hate them as much as Foley did, but uh, they're not good. I wouldn't buy them ever again. Yeah. But uh, They taste like dirty gravel. <laughs> I find they have kind of a kitty litter consistency. Yeah, why do I want to eat that? I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, they're, they're very... 
just green. just a bowl of kitty litter and yeah. milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, crunch, crunch, crunch. It's fiber. It's lots of fiber. It's dense too. Like Holy the box fuck. is small but heavy. It's the heaviest like, box of cereal I've ever. Yeah, like ever I bought. handed I handed this tiny box to Foley and he was like, <laughs> I almost dropped it. I yeah, was like, you, you could whoa. defend yourself from from an attack. Oh, it was it would stop a bullet for sure. You could whip that box at somebody and and do some serious damage. No question. Anyways, upon looking into this aggressive immunity that these kids have it turns out that the antibodies they released interacted with the Feluzian flu and created something new and now they're putting out an antibody that alters the DNA that alters human DNA and uh, causes you to age yeah and uh, meanwhile while they're figuring that out down on uh, that also didn't make any sense yes no it's it's kind of but they're at least you know that that's kind of just a Star Trek-y this is what's happening sort of yes. explanation yeah, yeah. Whereas a lot of the other problems are ones that are the part that's more annoying, internal but again, inconsistencies. No, but the internally inconsistent part is like how this was their first exposure to a pathogen of any kind that and it caused this. That doesn't make sense. There that must have been other, yeah, there must that, have been other is, things yeah, they were introduced to that did not have this Well, effect. they would have had to have tested out this. Uh, of course. Yeah. You know, so they yeah. should have been the, like something like this should have happened way sooner. Maybe because this is just well, they didn't even make it sound like a rogue it, thing that they have never encountered. The bit I would have been fine if they had just said, oh, if this is something unique to the reaction, their immune system's reaction to the yeah. Toluvian flu or whatever it's called. I but they didn't even make that clear. Yeah. See, I, I got that from this, but uh, maybe, maybe that's. I think you were, just, that's, that's you were you just filling in. You the, were filling in yeah. so that it wasn't ridiculous. But they which, didn't which say is that. probably what the idea was supposed to be. But it could definitely have been made yeah. more clear. Maybe that line along with Jordy's hot date ended up on the cutting room floor. Could be. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, while they're figuring that out down on Darwin Station, up on the Enterprise, they're yeah. uh, finding ways to possibly deal with the issue and yeah. they come up with the idea of filtering okay yeah, yeah so let, using, let's go over the that using the transporters they want to get Pulaski's old trace pattern uh, yeah. and use that as a filter so that when they put her through the uh, transporter it can uh, it can reconstitute her based on her old on her previous uh, this by the way this, this is Chief O'Brien's big moment in the meeting where he gets a, he gets invited to the, the boardroom meeting for the first time mm-hmm. and gets to stand up and impress everyone there and he gets to give out some really impressive technobabble. Yep. Yes, like, it goes aces for him. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And this and is... I do like the concept here. It's just the way it's executed becomes very problematic. The con- If this works, this idea is possible, it basically makes, it opens up the door to... Yeah, it essentially cures all disease ever. Not only that, immortality. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... <clears throat> The idea being that... Yeah, Ira Graves could totally just, you know, used an old uh, transporter pattern to... uh, To turn himself into a 25-year-old version of himself. Exactly. That is BS. (laughs) Totally. Uh, It is one of many instances in Star Trek where they create or, a super technology I, that well, changes the game I, and I then forget about it. I think actually the idea here is is not so much that it could return her to a younger version of herself so much as it can filter out the change okay. between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let, let's let, let's be clear on that one. You're yeah. right. This is plan A. Yeah, plan Later a. on they go and, with plan B, which is different. It's it's but, plan B that's the problem. Plan, plan A, I like. Plan A, I think, is, is perfectly viable in the Star Trek plan universe. Plan A makes sense mm-hmm. from like the the Star Trek the internal concept of how the transport is supposed to work exactly mm-hmm. but it is very problematic because again oh, yeah. well the things we joked about before like if you the the transporter abortion conversation the transporter abortion conversation exactly and, and it, it was like I had forgotten it but this was the episode I had in mind when it crossed my mind right that time right um 
But also, I mean, it could be used to, I mean, it is essentially a cure for most diseases. You know? Absolutely. Any, anything you contract after a, uh, a uh, trace can be just filtered out. Yeah, but the idea, the thing about it is, though, that the trace is, what is it really? It's going to be like, this is, it's some elaborate detailed explanation. Of like, oh, here's the exact location and nature of every component molecule that makes up this person at this snapshot in time. Mm-hmm. But if you do that even for the same person a minute later, it's going to be radically different. Yeah. So you can't then... What they're saying is, oh, we're going to just basically run a difference. Also. Compare this, like the old one to the new one and remove any differences. But you can't safely do that. I just remembered because this has come up before because they've done this exact thing before. They did this when they beamed Picard back in from that space cloud. that's right. And because they did it, he had no memory of that Mm -hmm. because it it reset him to that last uh, trace, you know? And that means all of his memory engrams and everything were gone. Yeah, it also would have had to like reconstitute the half digested sandwich that was yeah, in his yeah. stomach at the time like whatever <laughs> yeah. else like, it's a, it's the idea of a snapshot like I don't know it just doesn't work mm-hmm. like, and yet I'm semi okay with it as a general concept it's where they go where they go next next <laughs> gets where crazy. I really get fucking yeah. annoyed so yeah. so then the whole thing is oh like Pulaski because she's the new bones yeah. doesn't believe in transporters and so she has them. never transported so in the time she's been so on they don't have they don't have a copy of her trace transporter pattern. trace pattern and the last ship she was on has already erased that mm. so they're mm-hmm. fucked but what so they fucked. do mention is how she uh, was a great admirer of Picard's and had carefully studied his yeah. her rec- his records and yeah. really learned everything there was to learn about him and requested a transfer the and moment an opening came up came up on the yeah Enterprise. and the frown he has when, yeah. when he learns this news yeah. like he, he is yeah. not pleased Picard by is like, oh, like oh, oh shit suddenly mm. my entire career feels dirty uh, next this, happening is going to be awesome. this is, this is sullied everything about my life uh, he it's it's beautiful really but uh guarantee you like next staff meeting when the, the seating plan goes out like probably sitting at the head of the table <laughs> last to be down at the other end yeah. of the table. Like, patrick stewart is a master of subtle expressions and this is one of his finest it's, oh, it's he's, so like he's the best <laughs> so good so good oh man so Picard you know not willing to let this go comes up with another idea and he heads down to the uh, transporter room to meet Data as he's being beamed up uh, to run it by him what Picard wants to do is find a sample of Pulaski's DNA and use that as the filter and somehow yeah and O'Brien can that be done and what O'Brien's response should have been of course would be no absolutely not that's totally impossible DNA is absolutely completely different from a transporter trace DNA is just a building block we would have to extrapolate from that DNA everything so so, hang on though so like I, I thought about it a little more I get what the idea is. Here. I get what the idea is. It basically is like, okay, we don't have the old snapshot. So instead we're going to take it, what we're going to do is when we beam her up, we get her current snapshot. We'll then copy that and say, compare that one, the two copies of each other against them. But then we're going to look at the DNA and the DNA only as is a Because component. the DNA is where the problem is. Yeah. yeah. And, and inject the old or not fucked up DNA into the old, into the copied snapshot and then yeah. look at the difference there. That idea is crazy because the thing is, she's fucking old. You can't. <laughs> Like just re- just swapping out the DNA doesn't fix the fact that she's physically her. ninety years old. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not gonna return her to who she was. No, and particularly because the way they find this DNA is hair yeah, from her, her hairbrush. Hair yeah, that's fine. From her quarters. I mean, it's a little creepy, but it's fine. <laughs> it's better than they found like a hair doll or something. It was you know a Picard hair doll. <laughs> 
the the whole thing is nonsense. Like, uh, like to me, like O'Brien should have just been like, no, absolutely not. That can't be done. <laughs> Get out of here, old man, Captain. <laughs> I have chiefing to do. Yeah, Captain, that's crazy. This really chiefs my ass. <laughs> Captain, we don't have time for your your, your irrational bullshit. But instead, but no, instead, it's like, oh yeah, take your pants off. <laughs> Sorry, take those panels off. Panels off. Yeah. Oh, that's what he says to Ensign. Uh, yeah, Ensign, Ensign Slickback. Yeah, his his you heard uh, him. assistant. Get those pants, panels off. <laughs> that guy's that guy's hair is that's what I was saying. Like that, the hairstylists yeah. were on such a roll. There. Oh like, yeah, that's that, this that guy an awesome crazy. cloth too. Like, I was truly confused for a second when we were getting the over, shoulder, over the shoulder shot of the assistant beaming up data, and I'm like, that, "That's why is data beaming up data? That doesn't make any sense." Oh, different guy. Yeah, different guy. Some, some other random guy in a yellow uniform. Yep. <laughs> it's like we were joking about this is this is young buck unmarried. O'Brien. Yeah. Keiko is not in the picture yet. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's he's like, a wild man. He's a wild man. He's like, I want the crewman that looks the most like Data. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to work with me. Yeah. He, he's uh, got to follow my every order. Yep. You. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, gross. Ew. Obviously, it works because uh, Pulaski's with us until the end of the season, tragically. Damn it. Uh, yeah, like, we oh. were so excited, too, partway through the episode. We're like, Pulaski's going to die. She's I can't doomed. wait for the rest of this season to oh. progress without Pulaski. This is going to be great. You guys wishing death on her. That's, that's not nice. Not but on her, on the character. I know. She's a, completely the character. Yeah, I, I love Diana Moldar. Just yeah, I did not. I was talking about the character. Not Pulaski. <laughs> But uh, I really don't like her. <laughs> I know, I know genuinely. But there, you're again. There's a you know moment of classic Star Trekking where Picard's like, "Yeah, can you guys can oh, you yeah. guys do this cockamamie plan?" They're like, "Oh, that's so crazy! It just might work." He's like, "Okay, make it happen." Yeah, like, no it's, problem. And we'll, I do love that. that we'll, is we'll rig this up in five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Someone pass me the duct tape. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah. take the panels off, and that'll yeah. make it work. I'm gonna need what some pipe cleaner <laughs> and a rubber band. I'm just gonna spray some C plus on the circuit board. <laughs> somebody, somebody pass me the Elmer's glue. Who knows? But anyway, it works. I put some sparkles on here. It works. They they beam her up, and we, we see her rejuvenate on the panel. Yep. Yep. Oh, and uh, Picard takes over the beaming process. I, yeah, oh, O'Brien's. Yeah. 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 Well, because O'Brien doesn't want to have to relegate her to oblivion. Yeah. I like that. And I go yeah. on. That, that's but that's it, it, cool. I do find it funny. It's like that Picard doesn't say, no, you're the fucking chief of, you're the transporter chief. You are the most qualified person on this vessel yeah. to do this. But, you know, Out of my way. <laughs> Step aside. That's the better joke, you're right. But in, yeah. in the context of it, it was yeah. they, yeah. they do no, make it clear. I, I get it. They and do make it clear. This is a death sentence to Pulaski yeah. if it doesn't work. So yeah. it's like, the, okay. like, the weird I, thing, I, though, I want to take responsibility for that because I want to kill Pulaski. What, what O'Brien <laughs> says. That's the truth. To do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What O'Brien says is, like, this is a one-way thing. If, she, if we beam her up and it doesn't work, we can't reverse the transporter and send her back. However, if it doesn't work, what we can do is just send her out into open space. Yeah, we, we no, not not even send her out into open space. Just lose the trace. Yeah. So it, yeah. She, she'd just be basically they can't put her back left together in limbo. Yeah. yeah. Permanently. Yeah. And and you know that that's fine. That that okay. Does see fit with see to me things. that part wasn't clear because they both said specifically that they would have to beam her energy into space. Yeah. Like what what like clearly what they're meaning at least. I mean, look, it's just more tasteful was... than they would have like beamed her into like that extra Slurpee cup. Yeah. On the floor. <laughs> but, but what I was getting at was that the the thing to me that uh, I. Had trouble with, and it's like, well, if you can if they can beam, beam her, her into space, then clearly you could just beam her yeah. back. Yeah. But even if you couldn't just beam her back, then fucking put a you know a shuttlecraft out there and beam her onto that. Yeah, uh, but I, I think the idea isn't that also, they can't redirect the beam; they just have to lose the trace. She, she's just dead. It's not working. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. And and that does it, that is sort of borne out by also, what Picard says to her afterwards, yeah. where he's saying that yeah, yeah. you, you would have just been I think scattered. I think that whole thing was just an excuse so that she could have the line that she that's what she assumes is going to happen to her every yeah. time she gets into it because I'm bones. I mean yeah. Polanski. Uh, so uh, you know she she's rejuvenated and yeah. uh, Picard and Pulaski hug, which is weird. Yeah, and awkward. It's, it's kind of awkward. It's 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 a pretty of, awkward hug. Very what, awkward hug. What I don't understand about that whole thing though is like they're doing this aboard the ship, and I was like, shouldn't you be doing this like on on the shuttlecraft or something just in case like what happens if she all these you know changes you've made oh you yeah. know fuck everything up and you you go to loot like oh no shit it's not working better you know scatter her out into the universe oh that's everyone. not working here she is aboard and now we're all dead yeah it's, uh, it's definitely a, a bit of a hole there yeah i was just like oh this feels like oh. that felt much riskier to me than uh, some of the other things that picard was unwilling to do earlier in the episode mm-hmm. but yeah anyways given that they don't really explain the nature of the, the, the disease that these people have it didn't mm-hmm. even seem clear to me why de-aging her would actually remove the disease from her system even. Yeah. Like, yeah. is she infectious anymore? I don't know. I, apparently not. Apparently not, but why? I I think... No, I don't know. Because it, it can't be that only the children are infectious. Cause yeah, because that guy the, took that it guy aboard the ship. That guy transferred it to the rest and, of the people on his ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's, has, that's the thing. It's like, it's not yeah. the children just attacking normal humans' yeah, yeah. DNA that turns them and just accelerates yeah. aging. It's got to be in reaction to It does to continue the, to yeah. transfer from people who have been... Well, who the hell knows? Like, it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They did not, uh, There's very little that's thought through here. Yeah, <clears throat> this episode is kind of just a. Uh... They could have fucking made it work. Though. Oh that's yeah, the well, there, there's a lot of things that could have worked here. It's just very poorly thought out, yeah. almost everywhere. However, uh, Colmini thinks very highly of this episode. Here. Does he? Yeah, and I'm just oh. going to go out on a limb and say that's probably because it's the episode where he was made legit. Damn right. He. Yeah. This is the episode. Like, and this it is, is essentially the most he was a made man at this point. You know, like he got promoted, he got a sweet new uniform, he got a flunky yeah. and and like i said he got to go to the big meeting with all the like the yeah. the bosses and mm-hmm. uh and look like a hero in front of all of them this was Combs' episode where he became a legit recurring character so of course yeah. he's gonna look back on this episode fun and Hell you yeah. know it's it's the most positive thing i can say about the episode you know, yeah that we, we yeah. get o'brien for real o'brien that's, is that's the cool. is easily the best part of this episode yeah, i'm happy about that uh don't forget about the emmy that it won oh yeah oh <laughs> very fine hair. hairstyling yes yeah. uh, granted o'brien's hair looking extra curly Riker's uh, hair. Riker's hair was amazing. Riker's hair is magnificent, just as it was in the previous yeah, episode. Yeah. It's oh, got yeah. that it's single. It's a particularly, how does it that look even achieved? It's like it's a single. It makes it look like a single brush stroke was used to comb the entire surface of his hair. It's like I one incredibly direction. long comb. I Maybe it was. I'm really sure that his hair is carbon molded, like that. He just <laughs> he just sits in the chair and like this thing just like lowers over his head and like. It's, just, it's like an Astro Boy fan. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Could it's be. amazing. I like your idea. It's a giant comb. So, like, yeah. doing his hair like that, it actually only takes, yeah, like, just, three minutes. Just sit down. Yeah. Just like the, the hairdresser's yeah. like, I'm oh, going to yeah. need my big comb. Yeah, they get the big comb out. They just put in the mousse or whatever it is. Then just mm. one big comb stroke. Done. But it has to be precise. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you mm-hmm. start it at just the right spot, and then it's perfect. You have to have the hands of a surgeon to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway. And that's why they won an Emmy. Yeah. Shout out to the style department. Definitely. Good work, guys. You deserve that Emmy. Mm-hmm. You, uh... You uh, really knocked it out of the park. That was some fine hair on everybody. Like I say, Riker's hair is beautiful, but we do not get very much Riker in this episode. It's Even kind of Worf's a hair now. was pretty on point this time yeah. out. Well, this is before it gets way too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 
basically screaming for a haircut for quite a while. Yeah. And then he oh, starts... Well, yeah. he finally, like, in the end, he stops going with a straightening. Warps hair is yeah. yeah. a problem pretty much the entire run of Next Gen. Yeah, they, they just don't know what to do with it. They rarely find a good uh, a Like, good they, they do the it. facial hair pretty well. Yeah. But the hair on top of his like, head, it's... I like... I like... Eventually gets to DS9, and he's got, like, a ponytail. And... Oh, he's got the ponytail on TNG, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. last couple seasons of TNG. The funny thing about it, though, the funny thing with the ponytail is that there are a couple scenes... There's a couple times where Worf will be on duty and he'll have the ponytail and he basically has like totally straight hair in the ponytail. Yeah. And then you'll see him off duty and he's, you know, let his hair down and it's turned into fucking like, like David Coverdale, like crimps. Yeah. yeah. Long hair. So like, what the hell is going on there? Like, Is, is his uh, ponytail braided? In no. Those, uh... No, later on it is. Like in, yeah. in DS9, they sort of, I think it's in DS9, they kind of like, they do kind of get more into realism cause, with yeah. his hair because it is, it is absurd with the guy. Because like, I seem to like, recall it being essentially wrapped up in like leather thongs essentially but I yeah yeah that's I, I, I never got a close enough look to tell whether it was braided under those thongs or not uh, I'm not certain but it might be but there is a period of time where it doesn't make sense he's very clearly like straightening his hair and then curling his hair when he's <laughs> off duty <laughs> crimping it or maybe yeah, it just reverts to... Klingons love crimps. Well, later on, like, yeah, the later on... The crimping iron is still in wide use in the Empire. It is very much so. Like, we see... We see a lot of evidence We of see it. a lot of evidence of that. And, yeah. and especially in DS9, like, basically every Klingon has the crimped white yeah. snake yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with... Well, I, I could it. really see most Klingons being really into 80s hair metal. Oh, yeah. Can you like, blame them? Like, like yeah, the Klingon know. in... They dress uh, like it, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like the Klingon in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, is a total hair metal Klingon. Oh, yeah. Like, completely. Crazy. Yeah. Dude's like really into Kingdom Come and Poison. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, Worf's hair, I guess, I mean, it is like metaphorical of his, like, over time, he grows it out. He gets more in touch with his Klingon side. Like, at first, he's got a really, really short, like, business cut. Mm. Then, for a while, he doesn't know what to do. He's got that weird kind of poofy thing happening. He's still, he's still, he's still, like, straightening it. Then later on, he just, like, lets it. He's just got the natural ponytail later on. Yeah. Which is good. It's a way better look for him. It is. Okay, I'm showing you guys the hair metal Klingon from Star Trek oh, yeah. 5. Unreal. Oh, like, completely. Super cramped. Yeah. I, I always assumed that was, like, a, that actually was, like, a hair metal guy. <laughs> Could be. Who knows? It, it is uh, possible. Yeah. So, uh, how do we feel on ranks for this episode? Uh, like probably ensign. The, yeah. The, the, the 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 pseudoscience, like the fake Star Trek, the Star Trek science, just doesn't jive with me on this one. No, me mm-hmm. neither. And at all, it could have been fine. It totally could have been fine, but they just didn't. It's, it's they, not a bad premise. Yeah, yeah. The execution uh, um, got a lot of problems. I'm gonna give it two Pulaski's out of five. <laughs> You're killing me here. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a middle-aged Pulaski. <laughs> I, I am gonna go with Ensign. Oh, Thank fine. you. Fine, fine, fine. Thanks for for making my job easier. Because in I, honor of Chief O'Brien, I'm going with Chief. All right, good. Okay. Another made up rank. Yes. No, no. Chief is on our Chief. ranking list. Oh, damn it. Okay, fine. Is, right. is Chief or Ensign higher? Uh, Ensign is higher. Chief is oh. the lowest rank. Okay, then I am going with Chief. Yeah, oh. Because uh, our our boy Wesley outranks Chief O'Brien. Chief O'Brien's a non-com. Oh, that's that's a burn. hilarious. That's a burn. So yeah. Chief, yeah. Chief, I'm with you. Chief is it. the lowest rank because Chief is a single pip unfilled. <sighs> Episode's better than that, but whatever. I don't care. Uh, I, I'll give it an ensign just to, to well, even things out. I, I would say that this episode is better than the child, only a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't recall what I rated yeah, that. I, but do I. I think that might have been acting ensign. Acting ensign, yeah. yeah. So, I, I uh, don't like giving out the acting ensign because I actually think of acting ensign as a great one because I'm so it's so beautiful. Yeah, because I'm so proud of the uh, of the of the rank insignia I made for it. Yeah. 
Okay, well, since yeah. I gave it a lower ranking, I get since I, I'll, I'll go with Ensign because uh, yeah. I wouldn't rank this as low as the child. Okay, all right. The I'm child a, is the worst. Two ensigns and a chief. That's yeah, a, it's, fair. it's an honorary chief. But yeah, yeah, honorary chief. All right. Um. So coming up next time, we've got ourselves a Klingon episode. It's a matter of honor. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, let me let me just look it up. One that uh, we we all have uh, fairly fond memories of. Yeah, it's a good one. A Matter of Honor Matter is of episode honor. 8. So that one's pretty good. Uh, that's the exchange student episode, essentially. Yep. Uh, the yep. exchange program. Uh, the Enterprise gets a, uh, a Klingon uh, first officer, I believe, played by the Candyman. Um, oh, really? Tony Todd? Tony Todd. Ooh. I believe. I'm not sure. It could be. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Riker goes to be the first officer aboard the Klingon ship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good. And then, coming up after that, Measure one of my all-time man. favorite episodes, Measure of a Man. Yeah. Or uh, and we get to watch the cool extended version too with extra scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Does it have a romance scene for Jordy LaForge? No. <laughs> no, poor Jordy. That's a shame. Yeah. Tragically, it was cut before filming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, his love interest's name, I believe, was Rina. Like R I N A. On this episode? Yeah. Like, uh, that could have been anybody. But she, she had to be uh, unwritten. It, it, could, it couldn't be allowed. It couldn't. She was derezzed. Knowing what we know of him later, yeah. it couldn't have worked. There, there's only one romance scene with with Jordy. What a shame, right? This really like this is early enough in the run that they hadn't they established that much about this character. Yeah, 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 they, they hadn't established later that on, Jordy is no. forever alone. Yeah. At some point, he reaches the point of no return on that one. Though. Yeah, it, I think it's in the next season, maybe the season after. It's it's in three. Leah Brahms. Sure. Se- season three is Leah Brahms, and then yeah. there's a yeah yeah. Well, there there's the fictional Leah Brahms, and then the real Leah, Brahms. and then the real one. Yeah. He goes on. He goes on at least one other date at some point. He, the, yeah. the date is in the Leah Brahms episode. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's at the yeah, beginning okay, of the episode, okay. oh, and that—that's that, right. what leads him to fall for her on the uh, on the holodeck because the she's episode, so much better than his date. The episode <laughs> opens with him and his date on a uh, on a beach, and yeah, he, he's created this whole uh, thing. You got to figure like. Like at some point, like he and Barkley must have gone down to the holodeck together for something like really inappropriate. <laughs> some some uh, erotic friend fiction. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man. So uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. I uh, suppose so. Yeah. Thank you for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags, Bullet, Jay, and we will catch you next time.